Welcome to the Life at Disney Podcast, the show where you'll discover what it's like to be part of the story and a career with Disney as we bring the Walt Disney Company's core values, culture, and work to life. We're your hosts, Tony Williams and Ashley Siegel, and we're going to share some remarkable stories from the perspectives of the people and the teams behind the magic. This week on Life at Disney, we're excited to sit down alongside Reka Bakwani, who is a Director of Machine Learning Engineering at Disney Streaming. As a technologist with Disney, innovation is at the core of everything we do. Our technologists are constantly elevating, evolving, and pioneering the future of our streaming platforms, content, and more to be one step ahead when creating the latest in immersive entertainment experiences. Hey, Reka. Hey, Ashley. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me here. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. Yeah, same here. So everybody has a Disney story. Would you talk to us a little bit about how you got to to where you are right now and and the role that you're doing today? Yeah, uh, it's a short story, but it feels much longer. So I joined Disney uh, in the early stages of pandemic. So to be specific, June 2020. So I've been here a little over two years. I joined as a senior principal engineer uh, with the specific goal of growing the machine learning, specifically doing machine learning for various engineering uh, pieces at Disney Streaming. And boy, it has been a journey. Uh, We have gone through merger with Hulu uh, and it's been exciting. So uh, today I lead a team of about uh, 11 direct reports, overall a team of 20 spread across three different locations. So it's been a fun ride. That's amazing. In June 2020, so you were a couple months after Disney Plus launched, right? So what an amazing time to be coming in um, and taking on such big work. How was that? It's It's been great because uh, I, I was at Netflix prior to that, and we would see like some increase in subscribers, but the amount of explosion and the rate at which the subscriber goes, they keep us on toes. So it's been amazing to see how we grow from like, a few tens of millions to over 100 million uh, subscribers. Uh, it keeps us on our toes, but also brings in a lot of challenge of uh, building this nice streaming platform, but that supports Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and now Hulu. It, it's exciting and challenging. Yeah, it's amazing, and you know, knowing that you were coming from a streaming company into um, into into Disney to be working on our streaming platforms, not only domestically but around the world. Um, how does someone get into that? I mean, I started my career with streaming too, and I know how niche it is, um, especially, you know, when we think back, you know, five, 10 years. So how did you get into, into that work to begin with? Um, actually it was in some ways by accident. So, um, I I came to the U S to do my grad school, uh, and I was in this weird area of combining machine learning with engineering. Um, and I was working for Intel, uh, more on the research side. But I had a couple of friends, like uh, a couple of friends from undergrad as well as my grad school at Netflix. And they would talk about the unique culture and stuff. And I was wanting to move to Bay Area. So I applied there and I got a role. And actually, I'm not, I wasn't a big watcher of TV or streaming. Uh, but being at Netflix and now at Disney, I consume a lot more uh, content and I realized the power of uh, the amazing stories, especially like the impact Disney has had on people across their lives, the diversity and variety of content we have. 
it's amazing. I think that's my favorite part too, right? We get to impact everybody from small children through grandparents and every all the stories that we're telling um, everywhere around the world. I mean, you mentioned that your team is in is in three cities around the world. Where are where is your team spread out between? Uh, so I have a few folks in Bay Area uh, and a bulk of folks in New York, and then I work with a, a lot of folks in Beijing. And now even a couple, uh, like my product managers are in Seattle and LA. So it's a diverse company spread all over the world. So you get a chance to meet people from very different backgrounds. And at the same time, you're working commonly towards a singular goal. I love that. I think that's one of my favorite things. We get to learn about the culture that all of our colleagues and all of our teams are working in. And, and it can be, like you said, so diverse, such a, a, a spread of folks really around the world working on this. I think that's what brings so much of that um, big life view into everything that we're doing, right? I think it's so powerful. Absolutely. Like before this, I worked only for tech companies. So there was diversity, but it's, it's a yeah. different type of diverse and heterogeneity. Versus here at Disney, like I have sat in a meeting with former all-star athletes uh, to like artists and musicians, and it, it's just mind-boggling. And the way it opens your mind, it's unbelievable. I don't know any other company that would uh, expose you to this kind of the people from diverse backgrounds. Thinking about your your day-to-day, so what does a day or a week in, in your role look like? The more I get into leadership role, a lot of my day goes in talking to different people. Uh, so I have couple, like a couple of days a week goes into mostly one-on-ones with folks where some of it is technical more, but about how they are feeling, working with on their career paths and sort of generally getting to know people. The other part is split between meeting with stakeholders or like product PPMs and then working on the plan and vision. So typically I spend like, I try to spend at least once a week planning out like, yeah, uh, reflecting myself how the week went and where we are uh, sort of from the quarter perspective what we plan to do where we are and how we need to adapt as we go along so i would say a lot of documentation listening to people talking to people uh, setting the vision and making sure that all the gears that power the amazing streaming platform are not out of sync now i know when i was at streaming explaining what my job was to people outside of the industry was one of the most difficult things how do you describe what your job is to people that are not in the industry? How do we? How do you describe what that looks like? Uh, I, I can tell 20 stories. So my, my niece thinks I'm working on Frozen 3. More realistically, uh, what I would say, my job is to, I mean, we are build, my, my team is building a platform that powers a portion of the Disney streaming. So more specifically, the all the awesome personalization algorithms that you see that power our homepage. Also, the... Uh, so my team builds a platform that keeps that, uh, that can enable these algorithms to be developed quickly uh, and productionize it without affecting data science, like everyone having to understand all the infrastructure that they need to do. So sort of building a scalable and intelligent platform on one side, the other side of my team actually comes up with algorithms to say prevent fraud on our space so that streaming accounts are safe. And if they are compromised, we take a quick action or we detect them before the users notice it. Um, and maybe like capacity manage, management. So something like ESPN has pay-per-view events. Right. We launch tons of titles practically on a weekly basis. So how do we scale, intelligently scale up and down our infrastructure so that the costs are not too high, but at the same time, we keep spreading the magic at much faster rate and at a, to a much broader audience seamlessly.
that's amazing. And, and, you know, there's so much of an impact, it sounds like, from your work directly on our consumers, right? They know when a, when a pay-per-view is starting on a Saturday night or when a new show is launching on a Wednesday or a Friday on Disney+, Plus, they just get to put it on. But your team is really the ones that's making that possible, right? So how does it feel to be working on these different projects that are impacting directly, you know, your niece who wants to watch the Frozen movies or or any of our consumers who are sitting there to hit that play button? Um, what is that like to be, to be leading work that really is making that direct impact? Oh, it's absolutely inspiring and motivating and scary at times. I mean, there are Friday evenings where we are looking at and solving bugs if something goes wrong. But at the same time, just to be able to see uh, the magic and how seamless the experience is for people is extremely rewarding. Uh, and now with like Hulu on our plate, we are sort of unifying this platform. And it's, it's a different, like yeah. we support live sports on both ESPN. We support live TV on Hulu and then all sorts of uh, video on demand across Disney, Hulu. And being able to work on projects like this, I don't think any other company can provide you an opportunity like that. Yeah, and I, I think people forget, you know, there's so many conversations we have where people don't realize that Disney Plus and Hulu and ESPN Plus, right, that's all being really built and, and run by by your teams. And so I think it's also amazing to see how the technology is is kind of melding into each of those, right? We're now starting to see some live on Disney Plus. Um, certainly Hulu has had that for a long time, seeing the ESPN Plus content on the Hulu. Um, so it, that all must be really the the result of the innovation that a lot of your teams are driving. Is that is that right? Yes, uh, absolutely. I mean, since uh, Hulu joined the Disney family, like we are going through this unification process. And the plan is like yesterday, like parts of it are still sort of individualized across services, but we are going through a humongous effort so that we have a singular platform to empower all of these services so that users don't, they, their experience doesn't change drastically when they move from say Hulu to ESPN Plus to D Plus uh, in their ecosystem. And we do it in an efficient way. So it's exciting, it's challenging, it's hard, but that's what keeps us inspired and motivated. Absolutely. Do you have any favorite stories of projects that you've worked on or maybe even challenges that, that you've taken on? Uh, so, I mean, when, when Hulu uh, joined the family, I'm part of uh, the unification effort and I'm leading, uh, the, we're building a machine learning platform. So initially as a senior principal engineer or wearing my principal engineer hat, my goal was to figure out like, hey, can what would be the right way to combine them or should we make one core and build off of it? We realized like, no, for us to do justice, we need to sort of take a step back and not build all of it from scratch, but kind of restart. And so building this ML platform has been the maximum growth I've had in a year, I would say in my entire career. So we start off building a new platform, still trying to use what existed on legacy Disney Plus or Hulu and that's where I sort of uh, got a team that is spread in Beijing. In our Beijing office uh, from the Hulu side, there were folks from Warsaw who recently left, but like European team and US team, bringing all of them right. together. And just the amazing way to pick people's brains who have had different experiences, some of whom don't even had Disney Plus, but they're able to contribute. So that has been my favorite project. And I think 
that is going to be a favorite project for next couple of years. Absolutely. It's amazing to hear just how much growth, not only in the work, but but personally that you're feeling and seeing through through all of this work. Now, we've talked a little bit about Disney and the culture here, but thinking about Disney streaming as kind of a, a business within the business, right? What does it feel like working at kind of the streaming company that is within the larger Walt Disney Company? And what is really unique to the culture at streaming? Uh, I would say one way to describe, uh, I feel like uh, Disney streaming feels more like a medium-sized startup within the large Walt Disney Company. So in some ways, uh, when I joined two years ago, some of the things were set because they are part of the Walt Disney Company. There is legacy, there is history, and there are ways of doing things. Right. But if I focus more on streaming and day-to-day, it works more like a startup. It was literally like, hey, if you go figure out, uh, if you have a way to do it, just go like get the minimum set of approvals, but just go execute on it. And you got to wear multiple hats and stuff, which is usually typical of a small to medium sized startup. So my experience at Disney streaming has been about working on this very fast paced, amazing startup, but without having to worry about funding or like having to raise funds or uh, going to VCs or something. That is given to you. Right. So it takes away that pressure, but you still get to innovate and have impact from ground floor onwards. Yeah. And I mean, in the time that you've been here, we've grown to so many countries, right? Especially with Disney Plus. I feel like every day it's launching somewhere new. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I lost the count at this point. We have probably launched 20 or 40 new countries and stuff. So like we recently had an EMEA launch and like we added another set of European countries. Uh, Hotstar existed in India, but we consolidated it with ESPN Plus and now Hulu. And that's like things keep changing and you get to wear different hats. We evolve at a fast pace, both on the technology side, as well as on like the workforce side. When you think about your team and the teams that you work with and and how you're fostering that sense of belonging, right? There's so much that we're doing in in terms of our day jobs, but there's so much more that comes with, especially being part of the Walt Disney Company, right? Whether it's our employee resource groups or mentorship, the different conferences and things that we represent at, what are some of the things that really excite you in that space that, that help to foster that sense of belonging? Uh, I mean, personally, all of them, like I've benefited from all of them. Like I worked with you in going to say Grace Hopper or Pride Summits and having the resource group, like the resource groups, they, they have been such a, I, I don't know, like there's such a sense of belonging and comfort in being able to talk to other people who either look like you or have similar experiences across some dimensions of your life and yet collaborate uh, with a diverse set of people on the technology. In the beginning when I joined, there wasn't like the bugs weren't necessarily fully introduced. I think I worked with uh, our recruit, like talent and recruiting to get them included. But on my team, when new person joins, we typically end up playing some online games. Uh, I don't have a slide deck, but I share with them like these are the different bugs that I am part of. And people are encouraged to speak. And I think my leaders do the same. Uh, But I think more than everything, People are very good at listening to you. And I think that's the biggest way I feel like sense of belonging is irrespective of your differences or similarities. If you, if there is a room and space for like different voices and people are able to listen, to me, that has been the best part of like belonging at Disney. And I'm trying to pass it along to my team and grow my team accordingly. That's amazing. I think that that really is a test to your leadership, right? That's not how it is 
everywhere. And so to have somebody that is saying, yes, like come in, share your story, your own personal story, your professional story. I think it's such a, a powerful thing. And it's, you know, it's one of my favorite things about my job is I get to work with people who have been here for 30 and 40 years to tell their story, people who are brand new and, and everyone in between. And you mentioned the Grace Hopper celebration. So I have to, I have to dig in a little bit. So a woman in technology, you're a director in streaming, in machine learning, you're probably one of the only in many spaces, right? Doing the type of work you're doing at that level. How has that been throughout your career? And how have you seen that hopefully improve, especially over these last few years, navigating that? Uh, I mean, Grace Hopper, uh, I mean, today it is a, I don't know, 10,000 plus conference. I remember attending Grace Hopper my, back in 2008, seven, 2007 or 2008, I can't remember. I was in grad school. At that time, it was still a big conference, but it had like, thousand or twelve hundred it's grown so much so being even that time it was such a i don't know a sense of belonging comfort to see other women in technology like when i went to grad school on my department of 30 professors there was literally just one female professor and by the time i graduated there were two out of like 33 and to there to from there to now when i look at some of the companies um it's like, okay, yes, we may still not be at 50-50, but we are at 30%, 40%. And that shows the progress. Um, I would say my, my personal experience has been twofold. In some ways, I've been lucky. Uh, I, I was always different, but at least that gave me a power and shut out the noise if that was not the case. But I also had amazing allies. Uh, it's I think the allies, they, they are highly underrated, I would say. Uh, I've had amazing allies who believed in me or who would actually speak on my behalf when I couldn't or speaking on my, like for me to speak would have been a bigger risk. So I, I felt very supported along the way. Uh, amazing female and women or queer leaders, that is another way. So I think the fact that at Disney, somebody like me is in a leadership position, is able to speak and recruit and have a voice shows like how the companies have come along and how we can actually only improve from here. That's awesome. I love to hear that. There's just so many different opportunities for connecting with people. And I think that that's just so amazing. I would get bored if there was not that opportunity to continue to learn and grow. And so it's, it's awesome to hear that you're experiencing that both in the tech, right? Continuing to innovate, but also in that personal space of your leadership and your um, exposure to folks around the, around the world. It's just, it's incredible to hear how you're continuing to grow that. Yeah. Uh, I think without that, we would, we would end up being just machines. Wouldn't be the our full human self. So the fact that you can bring your full self to the company and you get to meet people who will help you explore or improve on different aspects of yours, not just technology, but different aspects of you being a human being. That's amazing. For anyone listening who is so inspired like I am, what advice do you have to offer for somebody who's either just starting out in their career or maybe who's looking to, to make a change at some point? What advice do you have for especially the women listening? Uh, I would say do it. Maybe find uh, one, one other I would say is go talk to people who you feel uh, have similar title or similar roles because like I might say machine learning engineer, a machine learning engineer on my team versus a different department of Disney itself might mean different, 
versus what it would mean at another company like Google, Facebook, Netflix, or a smaller company. It very, it might be totally different. So one way I would say it's like seek out people, uh, either whose work you are aware of or you would like to do. Talk to a lot of people. Uh, don't be afraid. Like approach people and go talk to them. With with the technology that we have, you can also search for things like right. things, what to do, not to do. But there can also be a lot of noise. I think searching and being prepared is one piece, but there is no substitute to hearing different voices and learning from people's actual experiences. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one one challenging one possibly. Um, when you think about technology at Disney, I'm gonna ask you to finish the sentence here. So, technology at Disney is how would you how would you finish that sentence? That's a hard one. I would say it's unique, it's challenging, and it's extremely motivating. Yeah, always a challenge. I love that. I think that's such a great way to think about it. Amazing. Well, thank you, Rico, for joining us today. It's been so fantastic to dive even more into your role at streaming, um, the opportunity and the, and the work that you do all across the company, and, and especially the give back that you're doing um, to really inspire our next generation of leaders. So thank you again so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Ashley. It was a pleasure speaking to you. Uh, thank you for having me on this podcast. Thanks again, Rekha. It was so great to learn more about Disney streaming and what's going on behind the scenes with machine learning and data analytics. Innovation is truly the foundation of what our Disney technologists do, which brings us to our next guest, whose work expands the user experience. Let's welcome Director of Technology for Emerging Technology with Disney Parks Experiences and Products Technology and Digital Team, Scott Ray. Scott, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Tony. Pleasure to be here. For, for sure. So glad that you're able to make some time for us today. Uh, I know there's always a lot going on in your world, so we really, really appreciate it. So you're Director of Technology of Emerging Tech, right? And we're, we're going to jump into your career and all that. But I got to know, quick overview, what's Emerging Technology? Yeah, so um, that's a good question. Um, as the name kind of implies, our group is looking at um, kind of all the up and coming uh, technologies out there right now and evaluating them and determining um, how Disney can leverage them and use them to expand our on our experiences. Um, so right now, that would be a lot of things like natural language processing, um, computer vision, AR, VR, uh, technologies like those. Interesting. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and, and something I heard, which we'll get back to, right, is that the, the kind of end user experience um, is, is central to our emerging technology, right? It really gets, sounds like it guides that strategy a bit, but we'll get back there. Would love to learn more about you and your journey. Can you walk us through your career and your Disney career? Sure. Um, so I joined Disney almost 12 years ago um, now. I originally came in to um, Disney Interactive at the time. And I was the server lead for a gaming platform that ran the first mobile version of Club Penguin. After that, um, we moved on to work on um, some of the later Disney Infinity video game series. Um, so we helped out with, um, with that team. Uh, and then Disney Interactive merged with Disney Consumer Products to form Disney Consumer Products and Interactive. And our studio kind of had a role shift at that time. Um, and we moved into more, uh, we formalized the name later, um, which was FlexForce, but we moved into more of a, uh, a role where instead of being on individual projects, we kind of helped 
other teams um, get their projects over the finish line. So we, we would come in and help out um, across all of the various businesses. Um, and so in that role, um, I helped with a line of connected toys called Playmation. Um, so we came in and helped on um, some enhancements to that and optimizations to get that to ship. Um, and we helped with the second round of that. Um, I also worked with WDI very closely on a number of their projects, primarily in the natural language learning space. So it was really great to kind of move across business units there and be able to see what the other groups were doing and help out on all those various projects. Um, and then that brings us to kind of now the more recent where Disney consumer products merged with parks and now we're... Um, Disney Parks Experiences and Products, and now I lead the the West Coast Emerging Tech team. What an amazing journey, right? Both, I think, for you, your team, um, and you're you're kind of part of the business. Disney is such a big place, and there's so many opportunities for individuals, I think, to learn and grow, and it sounds like for your team to learn and grow as well, uh, particularly as you're responding to whatever the user need seems to be would love to hear more about what is the day in the life of a director of technology of emerging tech look like? What's kind of your day-to-day responsibilities? You know, I think one thing that's really kind of interesting about our team and that transition we went through um, is that we are, we're a really small group and everyone there kind of had to wear a lot of hats, um, you know, myself included. And so kind of diving into what we did, we did more than our traditional role kind of allowed. So like right now, you know, to give you an idea of kind of like what I work on, Right. I do project planning, budgeting, finance, staffing, IT support, you know, architecture design, um, you know, just to name a few of the things that, you know, I, I handle on a day to day basis. I spend a lot of my time right now. We're we're trying to ship a product um, right now. So there's a lot of my time is actually just spent communicating with all the various teams, partners, you know, both internal and external to make sure that we're all on the same page and we're all moving in the right direction together. Truly a jack of all trades. Yes. What have you found to be maybe some best practices, right, in working with that that many folks and having that many stakeholders involved in the process? Yeah, um, communication is definitely key there and learning kind of the right communication style is really important. So one of the things I noticed is like you need to quickly be able to pick up the style that other people are that respond to and kind of adapt your style when you're dealing with with that particular group. So it's about adjusting the style so that you can get the desired effect that we're all going for. And, you know, certain certain groups have different ways of communicating and working. And it's like picking up on those cues and finding that so that we can get everyone to the final destination. Got it. I'm hearing this theme of kind of adaptability and flexibility, right? With your team kind of moving around the business a bit. Um, and even you yourself thinking about how do I communicate with all of my stakeholders in a way that gets things done? That seems to be a, a common theme, I think, in chatting with our technologists, um, that adaptability is kind of high up on the list there. Yeah, I'd agree. And like I said, I think the, the, the personal circumstances that myself and our, my team had actually you know, gave us a lot of opportunities in that space. And we, re- we really had to be really flexible. I mean, hence the name FlexForce, which was what our group went under for, you know, for a while. That, that sounds incredibly accurate. Uh, and so you mentioned at the top of our chat that so much of your work is driven by the consumer experience, right? And you're able to, to kind of bring technology to life. How do you do that? How do you and your team think about 
bringing technology to life for the consumer. Let me give you an example from what, like the project we're currently working on, which is called Hey Disney, an Alexa smart speaker for our resort rooms with a large amount of Disney magic sprinkled in. We're leveraging, in this case, natural language processing to make our guests' lives easier and more entertaining. Um, so, for example, we give them the ability to order amenities and services directly from the device in their room now. And then as far as entertainment, we have like Disney music, soundscapes and games for them to enjoy on the device as well. So it's I was just out there to kick off cast testing like a week ago. It was really neat to see it all come together and be able to order coffee from my device and have it show up to my room, you know, in a, what I considered a fantastic amount of time. It was less than 10 minutes. That, that is pretty impressive. Um, as I've, I've stood in some coffee lines for longer than 10 minutes. So to actually get it to your door isn't bad at all. Need another reason to not leave my bed. Uh, when I'm at the resort, you all are just kind of adding to that list, but I, I think in a really, really cool way. So this is obviously a cool project. Hey, Disney's going to change things, I think, in a lot of ways. Uh, and you, you mentioned a process. I think it was natural language processing. Um, for those of us that might not be familiar, high level, what does that speak to? Yeah, um, so that's basically training a computer to understand what humans say to it, right? So it's the, everything that's involved in that. So being able to take the speech, translate it into a transcript, and then have a computer understand that transcript and how to respond back um, to whatever the request from, from the person was. Want to shift gears just a little bit, right, as we think about kind of the culture that we have around innovation here. Uh, I say all the time, I think folks think that the the magic at Disney is really magic, right? But it, it's actually people. Um, and more often than not, people and technology making it happen. What does it mean to you to be a part of the, the technology and digital team here at Disney? I'm glad you touched on the people. I think that's a really important aspect here. I mean, we are we are blessed as employees of Disney to have the opportunity to make magic for our guests each and every day with an unparalleled library of IP. At Emerging Tech, we're always looking for ways to uh, leverage cutting edge technologies to make more immersive experiences um, for our guests. I think, as I've mentioned earlier, we're doing a lot of work um, with natural language processing and computer vision for our resorts, call centers, cruise lines, and parks. I think some of the the more interesting things we've worked on recently, um, as far as an experience point of view, you, leveraging the, some of those technologies, you can experience on the Disney Wish, our new cruise ship. Uh, that That is really close to the top of my to-do list. Disney Wish, I'm, I'm going to make it soon. Hopefully. Happy to hear that, that people, right, once again are at the center of not only who we do this work for, right, but how we do it. Help me then understand what is the culture, right, I think, of the tech and digital team, knowing every team, every business, every space, particularly in technology, kind of has its own culture. Help me understand the, the culture of the tech and digital world here. Yeah, um, everyone brings such a passion to the work that they do here, and that it's really refreshing to see that. Like, they're obsessed with the guest experience and they set a really high bar. I would actually say that like the people that I work with and interact with, including you know, the groups and stuff, is a large part of why I've been at Disney for so long. It's I would say it's more like almost a family or you know, a great group of friends than just coworkers. Um, so you know, we get together outside of work socially. Everyone is extremely supportive of each other. When we kind of had that FlexForce model, a lot of us were working on very different projects and had very you know very different deadlines and stuff like that. But everyone made time available to others to help with any issues they may be having or something like that. So it's just very collaborative group experience. And like I said, the passion you can just you can just feel it. That's awesome. I think the the passion is. 
I think obviously necessary in the work that you all are driving, but hearing kind of the dynamics between the teams, I think it's something that might be a bit unique that, that I don't hear in every tech space, but I always hear here at Disney. Uh, I think particularly with leaders like you folks that are slated to go pretty far. And so the, the world that you're in, right, it, it has so many unique Disney elements um, but I think not only the work that you're doing, but the way that you do the work. And so you could do this work probably, you know, anywhere in the world if you wanted to. Um, but you choose to be here at Disney. What's so special? What's so unique about the tech and digital world here at Disney? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go back to the people um, and the passion, right? The passion and the guest obsession across not just not just tech and digital, but the entire company. You know, I've worked um, for companies before where we've We've built products for consumers, previous jobs, but it's just, it's taken to a different level here. A few years ago, I took my first Disney cruise and was just like blown away by the experience, right? Just like how attentive our, our cast members are to, um, to our guests. Within tech and digital, you see the same passion, even though we don't tend to interact directly with our guests. Um, but that, that attention to detail and, and seeing everything through the guest lens um, really influences everything we do. And you can see that in the final products. Absolutely. And that, that resonates to me as well. Um, I think I, I mentioned when I, I saw the demo at the parks in Orlando, such a well, warm welcome, right, from, from our cast members. And I, I looked and I was like, do I have my badge on? Or it's like, no, every, this is everyone, right? It is absolutely a top tier experience that is followed through, I think, obviously from the technology piece, right to when our guests are receiving the technology themselves, that shows for sure. And so, the guest experience drives it. You use the term guest obsessed. And I think that's probably the most accurate description that I've heard. And that, that drives what we're moving forward. What do you think is next, right? And I know that you're already at the forefront in emerging technology. Uh, what do you think is next from that part of the tech world? Uh, yeah, I think we've just scratched the surface on the blending of the digital and physical. Um, and Disney will continue to innovate in this area. By leveraging our immense physical space with new digital product innovations, we'll continue to be a leader in this space. I also think um, we'll start to see more connected experiences where our guests interact with us um, and have more personalization through various mediums. Thanks for helping us understand kind of what's next in, in terms of technology. And so for anyone that's listening and saying, hey, I love Scott's journey. I love the work that he does. I love the direction that it's going in. How do I get there? What advice would you give them? So I think it goes back to a couple of the points like I've already mentioned in our in our, our talk. So like be proactive and curious, right? Look for opportunities to learn other aspects of your project. You know, get involved. You know, if you're if you're interested or you want to know something about like how tech ops works or something like that, go find out, right? That will just broaden your your knowledge base and make you much more valuable. The next piece I think that we've already talked about as well is like make personal connections and be helpful and courteous to others. Those relationships will be invaluable as people move throughout the org and you'll find yourself interacting with the same person um, in a totally different role, you know, a year from now or three years from now and stuff like that. And so having that personal connection just makes all that work much better, right? And you're able to kind of pick up where you left off. Um, and then the last thing is like, see the big picture. So step back and make sure that we're making the right decisions and don't be afraid to like go outside your comfort zone. You know, I think one thing I hadn't mentioned yet um, is before before Disney, I come from the video gaming industry. And so one of the things I did there was every time we moved on to a new product, I elected to work on a different aspect of the, the game so I could just get more experience to everything that makes up a, a video game. Um, and I think that's, you know, you want to continue to push yourself and learn as much as you can. 
For sure. What do you see from your, your gaming experience, right? That's really applicable to the way that you're working with technology now. It's really interesting. You know, I would say half of our studio comes from the gaming space. And I think because games are so large and there's so much things to work on that it lends itself to kind of being able to pick up and run with anything. So like I found it was very easy to transition to any, any kind of other project or something like that, that I had the, the skill set and the knowledge to, you know, go find out how something works, you know, go how, how do I build a firmware for an embedded toy? Um, right? How do I write software for that? Right? It just it kind of leverages a lot of that skill set that you had from that experience. Got it. So continued growth. That is that seems to be the the solution for so many things. Uh, I've noted that a couple times. I think I might need to apply that a bit more myself. So so thanks for that reminder. One last thing. I've heard you talk so passionately about technology and specifically technology here at Disney. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to finish the sentence in as many ways as you would like. Technology at Disney is, how would you finish that? Yeah, I'd say um, to kind of quote our CEO, embarking on the next generation of storytelling, right? I think we're, we're at a, a really neat crossroads here where, you know, as, as part of emerging tech, I can start to see it. There's a lot of technologies out there that are starting to come together. Um, we talked about natural language processing. We talked about computer vision some and some of the projects that we've already done along those lines. But all of these are going to enable new storytelling opportunities. Absolutely right. From our CEO, Bob Chapik, the importance of really creating a space for the next generation of storytellers. What is the story that you hope to tell with your work? I'm really interested in, you know, uh, once again, I'm, I'm also guest obsessed and I really want our guests to have kind of the, you know, the best experience they can. And I guess I always look to find that. And I, I think that's maybe one thing that we didn't touch on earlier, kind of advice for people, right? Always go back and look at what you've just done and like, how can you make it better? The next time, right? For the next for the next product, what learnings can I take with me um, to this to this next one? Or how could I improve on that experience? Or how could I make something better? We all have deadlines in real life, and things have to ship on time. Nothing. I mean, my a favorite quote is, uh, especially from the video game industry, nothing is ever done when you ship it, right? And so you want to, you always want to look to make it better the next time. Scott, thank you again for for taking time to share so much of your journey with us. Um, so much of the, the incredible work that your team is doing. I think I'm really excited to see what emerging technology continues to roll out from, from your team and your world, particularly Hey Disney. I think that's, that's going to change my experience uh, whenever I'm in the parks, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So thank you again. Oh, thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Remember to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about the topics mentioned in this episode, take a look at our show notes on the Life at Disney blog. Thanks again for listening to Life at Disney and make sure to join us for the next episode. This episode was produced by Christine Torres and Jaron Kaufman with contributions from Ali Fisher, Holly Dudley, and Kayla McCarty. Editing was done by Claudia Benfield and Louis Vega. Music arranged and produced by Nat Young Music Group, Inc. Design and graphics by Kathy Collins and Louis Vega. And a special thank you goes out to the Disney Streaming and Disney Parks Experience and Products Technology and Digital Teams.